Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the men folks stand in Jackson Pollock, if you had to give up one of these two for the rest of your life, which oh, would it no. be? What? Ice cream or seafood. You could never ever have lobster and shrimp or fish again, or you could never have ice cream again. Wow. Wow. I really I didn't I thought you I thought you'd be a little more knee jerk. I was thinking about that because those are two of your passions. Ooh. My gut response as soon as you said it was uh I could uh I'd give up seafood over ice cream. But now that I'm actually like thinking about it, never you would never again have a lobster tail. You I would never, never again have, have shrimp, shrimp, lobster, crab, cod. You never have a nice big thick piece of fish again. God could tear me up some Dungeness. Um, oof. Uh, I'm going to go with what I. I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. When you first asked me the question, my immediate response was, "Oh, of course, I give up seafood, and then I'd keep ice cream because ice cream, of course, is my drug of choice." Oh, and okay. Then, and then I thought, "Well," and to have to give up, I don't eat seafood that often. Yeah. But the idea of never, ever, 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 yeah. ever, ever. ever. Being able to have seafood again, I would rather choose seafood over ice cream. I think that's the right choice because there are other kinds of sweets you could have. You just wouldn't be having ice cream. Correct. And you don't get to cheat and like have um, ice milk or it's it's all of those kinds of things. Yogurt? No, you don't get to cheat with yogurt. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how the game's played. We're doing a um, series you don't particularly like. No, I don't. And the reason, let me tell you why I don't like it right now, is because... They are almost too condensed. Yeah. That's why I don't like them. And that's I the have... exact reason I do like them. Oh, that's them. <laughs> funny. And I have to dig to get too many details. The show's good. Yeah. The the the, the crimes are interesting, the thing. But the the I have to dig too hard for research to do the research because I have to find more information than on the other shows. It's usually a, a baseline is given, so it's easier to do research. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, I like it precisely because it is, as far as editing and putting this stuff together and writing the notes and stuff, it just goes easier for me than some of those longer format ones. Right. But anyway, Interrogation Raw. Interrogation Raw. On A&E. On A&E. They don't have a series title. They're just episode numbers. And I think this is episode seven. We we think this is episode seven. <laughs> but it's the interrogation of uh, Calvin Allison. It's the interrogation of Calvin Allison. Okay. So we start out in Escambia County, Florida. That's where Pensacola is located. Yeah. It's Thursday, May 23rd. 2019, and we meet Sergeant Jason Barnes, J-A-Y-S-O-N Barnes, with the Escambia County Sheriff's Department. 2019? I yeah. thought it was 2014 and 2013. Uh, hold on. Jack scared me. I had to go back and make sure I didn't put in a typo, because yeah, sometimes that, I, I do that. Well, also because we're 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 trying to get a, ca- a catalog. Woo! <laughs> we're trying to get a catalog, so we'll be doing several at the same time. And it sounds I, so fancy. I have a tendency to get the things confused. It's, it's okay, but yeah, I, I I am definitely guilty of putting it down. But no, this this crime did indeed occur in May of 2019. May 23rd is when a body is found. And again, here's Jason. J A Y S O N. 
Our dispatch had received a call of a possible body that had been wrapped in a tarp. A lady who lives in the neighborhood was out taking her dog for a walk, as she always did. And the dog started pulling to the wooden line in this area called Clark's Sand Pit. This is investigator Alex Alvarez. He is Jason's uh, sidekick, for lack of a better word. It used to be a pond where they mined sediment. So there's this giant dead end. A lot of people use that area for dumping just random stuff simply because it's not an area where people live. We are seeing footage from what looks like one of those illegal dump sites in the woods. You mean like my near my sister's house? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it kind of does look like that. In rural areas, in, in, I'm sure every all the way across the country. Everybody in, knows it. Rural areas, maybe the end of a paved road or yep. a dirt road off a paved road, and everybody dumps their crap there. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. And they're showing police video of what is clearly a body wrapped in a tarp. And they haven't opened the tarp up yet, and they're already filming video, and it's just crawling with flies. It made my skin Ooh. it made my skin crawl. Yay. I don't know. It's very because strange. Because a woman walking her dog. Smelled the decomposition. Sm- and the dog was pulling her towards it. Ugh. So, yeah, it's the overwhelming smell because it's May in North Florida, which is just as hot as the surface of the sun. <laughs> but, but nearby the dump site, there's a half a piece of what they're calling sheetrock. Now, that's drywall, right? I call it dry, uh, sheetrock and drywall. If there's a difference, I am unaware of it. I thought it was the same I thing. I thought it was the same thing, too. And there's a very clear tire track in this fresh piece of drywall it does not look like it's been exposed to the elements for any length of time unlike the rest of the shit that's laying around they also find some orange twine it too looks brand new and it doesn't seem it seems out of place amongst all of the other stuff the word they used was weathered weathered because i often refer to my face as weathered (laughs) do you yes i'm a little weathered i don't think well Okay. You know. So they figure all of this stuff is tied together. That makes sense. You come out there and everything else is moldering and mildewed, and then you've got this fresh... Especially in Florida where it's moist. Where it's moist, and doesn't it just rain every day? Well, it's- I, I don't know about... That's that's the panhandle. That's north. north that's yeah. actually closer to, to Alabama. So I can imagine the humidity there is higher. Yeah. Than the humidity. It would just make stuff get moldy really fast. Especially when... Well, well, I I don't want to talk about what's going to come up, but when we talk about what's going to come up, that the the fact that everything's humid and yeah. mold, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, right. So the body has been bound by the feet and by the hands with duct tape, and duct tape has been wrapped completely around the guy's head as well. So they're able to get a fingerprint from the body, and they quickly identify him as local resident Charles Locke. They look up his home. It's about three miles away, and oh my God, we see the um, police footage of when they went to try to contact him. Ooh. Somebody does, and I just couldn't believe how derelict that house was. Because Kevin's like, that house looks like an abandoned. I doesn't. Design. I can't believe anybody was actually living in well, there. That's why I'm, I'm going to go back to the humidity thing, because like there was lots of like weeds and vines and but, stuff. But but, it, I just, but the interior of the house just looked. It was disgusting. I mean, I'm not muddy. casting judgment, but the furniture there there was yeah. dog shit on the floor. There was garbage yeah. everywhere. The furniture was in tatters. There was windows were busted well, out. Everything we're, was we're, covered in mildew. He, well, but uh, I don't yeah. know. Oh. Yeah, we're not we're not going to shame the victim yeah, here, but true. yes, the the victim lived in very oh, and incredibly we do learn that, yeah. shoddy slash derelict looking. He, he didn't, and he had. But we later learned that he had a, a bit of a disability. Well, it wasn't a disability, but but I just was like, my God, somebody 
Save yeah. that man. It did not look in. It did not look habitable. It yeah, did not look habitable. So they notice in the garbage can. Nobody ever comes to the door. Uh, they notice that there's a garbage can on the property line between his house and the neighbor's house, and it has some of that very same drywall in it and twine. So they go next door and knock, and they discover that the neighbor is 44-year-old Calvin with a K, Allison. And he agrees to come in and speak to the investigators. And right off the bat, you were thinking it was weird. Uh, yeah. Because he was so... He didn't ever ask, why is he being interrogated? So, he just, yeah, because I'm thinking, hello, we're the police. We need you to come downtown, downtown to answer some questions. Why? That's the fr- I would before they finish. Why? What do you want to talk about? And the other thing is, is I would. I'm thinking if it was me, and I know I hadn't done anything wrong. Well, you can come to my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure as hell not going to go to the police station. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, so that's just that's the first inkling something's not right. So during this interview, Sergeant Barnes, Jason Barnes with a Y is continually getting updates on his phone from the investigators back at the crime scene. They've also gotten... Because this a- is all... I'm, I'm going to interrupt him. Because this is all happening like they found the body, they locate, they figured out who the neighbor was, they contacted the neighbor, the neighbor came to the police department to talk to the police officers, and they are still gathering the body and yes, the evidence. It, this is and evolving really it's quickly. It's all going very quickly. So this is all within, like I think he said, three or four hours of them finding the body it was three hours you're exactly right yeah so they've got search warrants for not only Locke's home but allison's home he doesn't know any of this so jason's continually getting updates on his phone from the investigators at the scene so he's slowly getting ammo to use to kind of trip up allison when was the last time you had seen charles sunday night when i took in the plate pork chop dinner we cooked on the grill Investigator Alvarez does a great job of just getting that buy-in from him. And the whole time this is going on, I'm starting to receive texts and phone calls from my guys that are giving me bits of information from the scene. In Locke's home, they found blood stains in several locations, and they looks like it's been smeared and pulled, and they're pretty sure that's where he was killed. They've also learned that the tire tracks on the sheetrock at the crime scene <laughs> One tire track on the sheetrock of the four different tires on uh, oh, Calvin's car. They one yeah. of them matches with that on the sheetrock. So I, I'm, I again, we're we're not shaming anybody. Oh, but we can shame him. Well, I guess, but you know, if you're if you're if you're in a, if you if you're a little uh, rural <laughs> and you're working hard for the money and you've got bills to pay and mouths to feed and all that stuff. <laughs> The way the detective described that I had to laugh, he said, one of the tires on your truck matched the tire prints because of one of the four different, four different tires. He made a point of pointing that out. So he had... He didn't have to do that either. So, well, yeah, but I mean, it, it is funny, but it, you know, it's... it Because in a way, I kind of... I don't really feel bad, but it is funny. So the four... Oh, there's four tires on a vehicle... None of those four vehicles were the same. No, the four tires were the same on that vehicle. Now, I'm not saying that that's ever happened to me, but I do remember a time when you could, oh, that tire's real cheap. I'm going to buy that. And you got tires that don't match on your car. Thankfully, we're beyond those days. Yes, thank God. 
So he starts protesting his innocence, and we both agreed it looked pretty weak. I I, I didn't do it. And I the, wasn't there. The, it, no enthusiasm. And the police were both like, he's a good guy. He's a, a country, good old boy from Oklahoma. He's a good old boy, country boy, blah, blah, blah. So I think maybe at first they had they weren't exactly sure. So like like what Kevin was saying, where's the, the one uh, detective was getting updates on his phone in front of the guy. So that was changing the sense of the- The nature of the interview. The, the nature. Bravo, bravo. Thank you. So the people at Locke's home are now discovering a trove of women's clothing, bras, shoes, blouses, and everything. And they speculate that he was probably cross-dressing. And I think they used the word fetish, but yes. Oh, fetish, okay. Same thing. So this is where it gets a little weird and it gets a little problematic. The investigators are trying to come up with a scenario that they can kind of offer to Calvin that may help explain why he did something. And it kind of backfires later. Mm, um, backfire. Mm, I don't know if backfires is necessarily the right word, but this is a common practice where they give examples. Well, you did this and this is why this happened. Yeah, what if or what you if did, you did that, that and this yeah. happened? No one would blame you, right? right? I, that I can understand. If not, the one guy is like, if not, I, I'll take notes. What? And what again, I, you know, good company in the car listeners, it's all about me. So I'm imagining that I have not murdered somebody correct and i'm being interviewed by the police yes and i'm pretty candid so if they were asking me quite yep no no yeah no oh yeah i've been there no yeah i gave him a plate of food blah 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 but the fact that they're like they're asking him these questions and the guy is just i don't want to say blase blase no he is he's just sort of like blase yeah, is the right word yeah okay. he's really blase about it there's no there's no like no i didn't i they took said it over why they said non-confrontational in his responses so he was sitting there completely comfortable with the two investigators and, 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 implying all these that questions. he's murdered somebody mm, 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 mm. how did your tire your left front tire because you have four different tires on that truck your left front tire is cupped okay you know what that is right cupped all right it's when you ran over the sheetrock it left uh, the black tire marks on there that matches your tire now either you got some luck okay i didn't i didn't do it and who did it i i can't tell you but no. i didn't do it but you were there i wasn't there i've been at work and with so at first he denies this but they continue with you know, if that's not what happened, then tell me what did happen. You know, he maybe... never said it was never murder. It was like I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't do it. He never said I didn't murder him. He never said I didn't kill him. He did. He said I didn't do it. I did. I don't know who did it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah, and so they they offer up that well, maybe he did something he wasn't supposed to do. Maybe he made a pass at you or whatever. Charles has a, a little uh, fetish that a lot of people don't know about. I think Charles. Come on to you. No. It went bad. If that's the case, I can buy that. That never happened. Okay. Then, then I, man, I'm telling you, I'm all ears. I'll take notes. You tell me. And you can see that Calvin is like thinking at one point, he's like, they got a shit ton of evidence on me. You know what? I, I better I better go run with this. I got nothing else. They've got my, they have his boot prints. They got his boot prints. Um, they also found that there. Yeah, they found my tire tracks. Clear? Yeah. So okay. So if it just I I might be repeating something because no, I want to make sure this is clear. So where they found the body, 
wrapped in the tarp with the duct tape and everything mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. There was a piece, a half a sheet of dry a sheet rock, and on the sheet rock, he had driven. That's where we got the tire track he, from. He had driven over the white paper of the sheet rock, and it had a perfect imprint of the of the tire, tire of his one of the four one of, of the, four. the tires on. And the, then there, there was a boot mark in the dust next to the sheet that, rock. Matt, and that was a recognizable tread for what was the brand of I boots? I can't remember. Austria Aster. Something I, like that it began with I an am a. I'm not familiar with the name of the boot, but it is a I. I could tell by looking at them. I see those work boots on lots of guys who work street construction. You know, uh, the street workers and people who do uh, black topping and stuff yeah. like that. It's a work boot. It's yeah. a very popular work boot. He, yeah, they're like he's got it. And then at one point, we watched another documentary on this. At one point, Alvarez shows him in his phone. He's like, "This is what Locke looks like. That's what you know. This decomposition looks like." And and Allison won't even look at the picture. Well, he he jerks his head. Yeah, he jerks his head back. So they keep it going. He eventually says, "Yeah, yeah, he." He made a pass at me. At that point, Jason gets up and leaves. He figures he'll talk to Alvarez if I'm not in there because I was kind of shitty to him. Because he was the bad cop. And so he'll continue to talk. Tell me what happened, buddy. I ain't here to mess you up or anything, man. I need to know what happened over there. You tried to kiss me? You tried to kiss you? Grab me. Once I saw he started opening up, I packed my stuff up. I knew that Investigator Alvarez had him. There was no need for me to be in there. I felt like just because I had been a little more confrontational that he might hold back some. So this next bit for me was the toughest part of the whole episode. We came at this in our typically dichotomous, divergent uh, opinions. He asked to call his wife and tell her what's happened. I think this is genuine. I think she's shocked. I think she's really upset. You think she's faking. No, not. I don't think faking is the right word, but she... You're telling me you've called your spouse. The police have me. I did something bad. I, you know, they've got me for killing the guy next door. I, I thought she sounded appropriately she, upset. No, your spouse? What the hell? What yeah. are you talking? You would not have. What? What did you do? Why didn't you call 911? It was yeah. so. Either uh, she's all right, that we'll, we'll, let our, we'll let our listeners decide. Oh, Here okay, we go. Sorry, sorry. Hello. Hey. What is going on, Calvin? I did something bad. Why? I took him the food. I want to set it down in the kitchen. He made a pass at me and I pushed him and he fell. His head, blood went everywhere and I panicked. What do you mean he made a pass at you? He tried to kiss me. Why would you not say something? Like, why would it was an accident, Calvin? Oh my God, Calvin! Like, why would you not have called nine one one? It was an accident. So, what are you being charged with right now? I don't know. Oh my God, Calvin! 
So yeah, Calvin, she, why didn't you call 911? She just seemed incredibly like passive or she was already aware or some maybe the cops told her cuz they as you you know, yeah. they've already searched his house. Well, you know, he so he says he made a pass at me and he came at me. I pushed him down. He hit his head. I don't know what happened. We hear this time and time again. I pushed him. They hit their head. I don't know what happened next, but then they were dead. And they're like, okay. And his wife is like, why didn't you call 911 if it was an accident? Oh, I panicked. But then they're like, we don't understand. Why was he wrapped in duct tape? His arms yeah. and his ankles were duct tape and his head was completely duct tape. I just had And a- the, the med- medical inspector said... The blow to the head, the blunt force blow to the head, the supposed fall into the table, but we know it wasn't that. That didn't kill him. He was asphyxiated. Be, and, that tape and I, killed him. So I think the fall, this is, of course, Detective Jack here talking. The fall probably knocked him out. Mm-hmm. And then the anger, the the uh, 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 Calvin's not, anger in trying to uh, cinch the body up or to clean, to, to get it to easy, make it easier. And because he put all the duct tape around the guy's head as asphyxiating mm. him, because if he wasn't moving or whatever, Calvin assumed that he'd killed him. I no, I'm assuming, but I don't think Calvin that he made the pass at Calvin. I think Calvin hit him in the head with something. I don't believe that fall thing at all. Not one bit. Well, nope. well, but that. So you think it was just a random? No, you I think, think he targeted it was a random him. Killing? I think he targeted him because what we learn later. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's arrested and charged with second-degree murder. So now it's October 2019, and it's his trial. That was pretty speedy. That's only five months. He's pleading not guilty because he acted in self-defense. This is prosecutor Jeremiah, former prosecutor Jeremiah Moynihan explaining this Florida law. In Florida, it's called the justifiable use of deadly force and justifiable use of non-deadly force. And it was a theory that the defense obviously went with because they said he tried to kiss him and made a move. And maybe in his mind, he was trying to come up with an excuse of what what happened and why it happened. You know, personally, I I don't believe him. Um, And just because Sergeant Barnes kind of gave him that story as an out. And there was more evidence that was developed later on, you know, which obviously made the case a lot stronger. So I agree with Monaghan. He's lying. And we learned in the days following calvin's murder he made two withdrawals calvin used three locks three withdrawal two three it was one for 800 and then two for 600 oh okay they also find calvin's they cut locks a checkbook in his house a spare set of keys he can't he's like well he gave me this stuff to watch it because he was always losing things we learned that Locke had had uh he'd had a pretty rough life but he'd had a stroke at some point so i'm gonna go a little easier on the condition of his home but i don't think he was housebound he had a car right well, there was a car parked in front of the house that looked uh, derelict mm-hmm. because, like, I think the trunk was open and, like, uh, stuff was stacked in it and weeds were on it. And stuff. Okay. So I don't know if he actually drove or not. Okay. But this was this was a guy, <laughs> oof, this poor guy, the victim, he, he did, life is not nice to him at this point. No. He was having a rough time. Well, here is his sister, Crystal Rickett, and she doesn't believe for a second uh, the story about John making a pass at Calvin, and she she believes that Calvin ran with the scenario the interrogators gave him, and then he never would have come up with that on his own. I don't believe that story. Calvin Allison did not just come up with that and say, this is what happened. I felt like the reason Calvin gave for what happened was really prompted by the information that the detectives were giving him. So after a two-day trial... Calvin Allison is found guilty of second-degree murder, 
grand theft and tampering with evidence, and he gets, and I don't know why it's not first degree, but you can't, first degree is really hard to prove, right? So he's sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. I did not see that coming. Yeah. So then, uh, once we were doing a little research into that, he was subsequently person of interest in a murder back in the Oklahoma town area where he came from. There's an unsolved murder of a woman, and they think he might have done that as he well. A person, because of this, he became a person of interest. Now, in my re- in my research, I could not find anything out about the female or what came of that. Right. So I don't know whether that has come about or finished. Or well, you were, or- and you were also a little like, so the guy tried to kiss me. It's like, whoa, get away from me. I'm going to kill well, you. <laughs> see, now in, in, just, in our it research, doesn't make sense. there's a possibility that there was some sort of an, okay, so Locke was married, his wife. Had left divorced him, recently. him, yeah, and then he was living on his own in very shambled. Uh, yeah, uh, that's existence. an understatement. Apparently, he had this fetish of wearing women's clothes or something like that. Doesn't necessarily make him gay. It too, doesn't though. necessarily make him gay, but apparently, I th- I think they were implying that there may pos. They were implying this. I'm not yeah. implying this. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. implying that there was some sort of a relationship between. Calvin and uh, Locke and, uh, between uh, yeah, Calvin right. and Charles right. and and that perhaps Charles may have said something that well, well I'm going to tell your wife yeah I'm going to tell your wife or something and that's why it got it turned into this situation <laughs> now the thing that I thought was the most bizarre about this because I this just recently happened in something else where the idea that he made a pass at me and I killed him. Mm, is, I was so enraged. Is an, an acceptable uh, it, argument. Yeah. An, an acceptable argument. Because if you think about because because the the the, uh, the term homophobia <laughs> is what a straight man thinks a gay man wants to do to him. Yeah. Now that so, so so think about that. So this guy, this 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 Calvin Calvin construction worker who does not <laughs> identify as gay or whatever. If he, if he was in a relationship, whatever it may be, with Locke, right? And Locke chose to expose him. Mm-hmm. Calvin was willing to kill for that to maintain. That's that happened before. Secret. I mean, that's not. That is that has actually happened, and I'm and I just think that that is that that is so bizarre that this the state of the world was something like that. Yeah, well, you were saying he's probably getting a lot of kisses now. <laughs> I, yeah, I made a I made a Poor really smart ass comment. But his yeah. wife divorced him, didn't she? Yes, uh, I did find in our, in our research that Calvin's wife Wendy p- uh, petitioned for divorce. I could not find if they had kids. I they did. They had not- two children. They did have two children. Yep. I could not. Uh, this was a this was a hard one for me to find information on because I kept getting this these pictures for the woman that I believed to be the wife, but they didn't seem right. Uh-huh. So I didn't want to take that information because I could be wrong. Okay. So so uh, she is divorced from him and and uh, and and Pensacola is a relatively conservative minded area. So the idea of this you know keep my secrets or i will kill you it's just horrible yeah it's, it's horrible pretty bad he's okay. so oh the oh so charles's sister mm-hmm. see this is the thing charles's sister where they were showing these pictures of the family he was in a close-knit family situation yeah so the fact that charles was living like this is a little weird and that but being better taken care of the sister was in enough contact with charles to know that charles valued the friendship charles had with calvin 
Oh, because okay, the, so it was, it was a little more involved than the, than uh, Allison was uh, implying. It's like, okay, I, yeah, we took him play to We're food. using different names, and I'm sure it's probably getting a little oh, confusing. Okay. It's so, Calvin Allison right. and Charles Locke. So Calvin Allison, when he was being interrogated, made it seem like I would take him over a pork chop we every would once take in a him, while. You, occasionally, we would take him over food because and his disability... Crystal's saying it was a little more involved than that. Right. His disability was not... Uh, Charles Locke's disability was not discussed in great detail. No. But his sister was saying that he had expressed to her the value he had put on the rela- the friendship he had with Calvin yeah, I Allison. Think, I think Calvin saw an easy opportunity. He saw a victim that couldn't really fight back. He probably thought no one was going to notice. You know, and here's again, this guy probably just underestimated. Know, people are dum-dums. Mm-hmm. So the guy, if if something went down, he thought, well, this will be an easy way to fix it. Yep. And it's just a horrible, just a horrible know. thing. Awful story. But, um, well... Well, uh, I don't know. We 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 need what's well, do we need a palate cleanser uh, after we all do, of that? We definitely need something because this one was it was kind of like the victim, like not the victim. Oh, it's just the victim had a sad existence and a horrible ending. Yeah, and yeah. it was just very sad that the end of this man's life was just. At least he got some justice, horrible. but yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But this is horrible. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, yeah. and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Horrible. 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 Hor